Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports show on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp. Welcome back, everybody. 27 straight Wednesdays. It's like flipping through your baby photos back when you were an infant and watching yourself grow. If you go back to episode one and now episode 27, just see, look how much I've changed. It's freaking crazy, right? Anywho, we are in kind of a filler episode where... You know, you have those episodes in sitcoms and television shows to where you need a filler to get to the good point. Um, We're kind of at that season in sports, you know, NFL season's over. We kind of hit the peak of free agency. We're in the NBA regular season. Uh, You know, nothing crazy going on talk-wise. There's no contract negotiations. There's no free agency. There's no where can this guy go kind of talk. But... We still have stuff to talk about, luckily. Um, This March season is kind of the slow spot once, you know, NBA playoffs start. You get to talk about NFL draft coming up soon. That's when it gets good, which we still still can talk about. But you're going to have to have those filler episodes. I'm not saying this episode is going to be bad. I'm just saying, you know, fair warning, there are dead spots. Just wait till we hit June to where there's no basketball or football. I don't know what I'm going to do. I I might do a shirtless episode. Anywho, we're going to jump right into the show. And I know I said last week, every single time I upload something, an insane trade happens. And, you know, the day immediately after Wednesday, uh, Tyree Kill gets traded to the Dolphins. And I didn't have a chance to talk about it because I dropped my episode the same day. Anyway, Tyree Kill gets traded to the Dolphins for five draft picks to the Chiefs. You know, honestly, I see a win-win on both sides here. I mean, the di- the difference is, you know, you'll have your superstar receivers. Um, I'd say there's about 30 elite to superstar receivers in the league that you could categorize. I'd say each team has a good standout receiver. But the difference is with Tyreek Hill, while there are guys with Tyreek Hill's speed in the league, there are not players with his quickness and agility. Tyreek Hill is a once-in-a-lifetime player. If it was a player like, say, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, those guys can get swapped because, you know, you'll, you'll find those generational talents who have those catching abilities, those generational aggressive catch abilities. Those guys come and go. With Tyreek Hill, that speed and quickness is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Now, that's where you might see uh, the Chiefs, possibly losing the trade but they got five solid draft picks and it it gives them the chance to say hey our team is an all offense they can use these picks to get better defensive replacements uh, such as replacing Anthony or Daniel Sorensen just guys in the secondary maybe get a few good pass rushers or maybe get younger offensively I mean Mahomes is still relatively young he's under a 10-year contract to find a receiver in the draft who can fill that eight-year void is something they can do they have five solid draft picks this opens up a lot of cap space Tyreek Hill wanted to be the highest paid receiver in the league obviously you can't do that when you have Travis Kelsey on the team and a few more weapons you know that you want to spread around with Mahomes they have Travis Kelsey their main guy I would have stuck with him you know, thick and thin. You know, there's not a lot of elite tight ends. There's about 30 elite receivers in the league. Um, elites, elites, a relative or a subjective word. I wouldn't say elite, but good receivers. Let's say good. That get, guys you can trust in. Guys you can say, we can build around this guy for a long time. Tyree Kill is one of those guys. It's just a money situation, and they got a good, solid price for him. I would say maybe one first round pick this year was. I mean, that's all the Dolphins could have offered, but. 
they offered everything in their sack for Tyreek Hill. And now, you know, the Dolphins have the most dangerous receiving core in the AFC East. Uh, give it, you know, compared to the Bills, you got Diggs, of course, but Jalen Waddell, uh, rising through occasion last year towards the middle end of the season. Now you got Tyreek Hill, fastest, most agile, most dangerous guy in the NFL. Those guys are elite speedsters, easily best receiving core in the AFC East. Now we'll get to see how Tua Tagovailoa attacks this upcoming season. I mean, it's a it's a make or break season for Tua. You know, you either lead this team with the best receiving core, including Mike Gusecki as well, one of the best tight ends in the league. It's a make-or-break season for Tua. You either throw this ball, uh, <laughs> you either throw the hell out of this ball, or you're out of town. Because, I mean, as I'd say Tua's too young to see if he's peaked yet, but this is where you can see if he's peaked with the most dangerous receiving core in the AFC East. And you signed a good running back in Chase Edmonds. I would think that they'd go after someone else in the draft too. But they have a good running game now. They have the most elite receiving core. They got three elite targets to go for. Tua has no excuse now. Um, I'd I'd be more comfortable if they still had Brian Flores as coach, but because he was building something there. But we'll see. Um, it's a make or break season for Tua. I would think that if they don't make the playoffs this year, um, it's time to look elsewhere quarterback wise. I mean, I don't know what they can do. They might go for. Uh, you know Jimmy Garoppolo think about him Baker Mayfield if this doesn't work out the Browns have said they're gonna look they're gonna look to keep Baker this season hold on to him until they get the right deal so it's not crazy to say Baker Mayfield could be a Miami Dolphin we saw also um trade talk with Tom Brady I, I heard it was all fake news but there was some trade there's some deep trade talk for Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dolphins uh you know that would have been extremely dangerous a lot of people aren't. A lot of coaches in the league, players in the league, aren't happy that Brady's back. It's all. I mean, it's all playful banter, of course. But um, yeah, Tyree killed the Dolphins, causing a lot of ruckus now in the AFC. Um, AFC East teams aren't known for the greatest offense, besides the Bills. The Bills are a very good team, but now the Dolphins have an elite receiving squad, uh, a young quarterback to prove something, and they got a running back on their side. Now the Chiefs have five draft picks, they get younger with receiving, and they get better replacements on defense. I like this all around. Good. I mean, Chiefs fans, you can be sad Tyreek's gone, but you got a good future ahead of you. Simple as that. Anywho, next I want to talk about Devontae Adams. I didn't ever get a I looked back at my podcast notes, and I was like, hey, you never talked about Devontae Adams. And no, I didn't. I, you know, I think we can talk about this any time at least, luckily. But uh, my, my opinions on the Devontae Adams trade to the Raiders, uh, you know, the Packers got a plethora of picks for Devontae Adams. Another thing here, it's a money thing since they signed Rodgers to a four-year, $900 trillion deal. Um, yeah, very dumb on the Packers' part. I, I mean, we know Rodgers can't get this. Di- I mean, he's had proven time and time again he can't get this done. And Devontae Adams has proven he's the best route runner in the league. And if you're going to take, I mean, Packers are just in love with Rodgers at this point. Um, Devontae Adams, though, to the, let's talk about it on the Raiders side. Devontae Adams to the Raiders is bigger than you think. I mean, if you look at that AFC division with the Chargers, Broncos, um, Raiders, and now Chiefs. Sorry, I can I was blanking on the teams there. You see a lot of quarterback, a lot of quarterback talk. Russell Wilson, oh, so good. Justin Herbert, oh, amazing. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, amazing. And then, but it seems to be the narrative has been that Derek Carr has been left behind. 
Derek Carr is criminally underrated. He he is a gunslinging passing yards leader who has proven himself time and time again to be a, a franchise guy. Uh, this opens up a lot more weapons than just Devontae Adams. And while Devontae Adams will get his own, this makes the Raiders an underrated deadly threat in the toughest division in the league. Uh, weapons greater than the QB sign. If you have better weapons, I think you have a better shot at going somewhere than if you just have a good QB. Take a look at Deshaun Watson in his last year in Houston. Um, you know, having Devontae Adams will open up Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, and Brian Edwards a lot more. Expect their stats to up by a quarter at least. They Those guys are going to thrive. Devontae Adams is going to have a 1,000-yard season with over 10 touchdowns, of course. But when you have... More elite talent, like Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro was a bright spot last year for the Raiders. This is going to open up guys a lot more. Uh, guys like Darren Waller have been doubled, you know, their entire route running career at this point. I mean, Waller with the Raiders at least. And Devontae Adams has been double teamed his whole entire run as an elite receiver. So now when you got to double two guys like Waller and Devontae Adams, this is going to open up a realm of just passing opportunities and they have a good run game with josh jacobs which could, which could open up the pass game for sure um when i take a look at that division with the chargers you got keenan allen mike williams and that's it with the chargers when i look at the chiefs don't we can't speak on that right now they got travis kelsey and that's it when i look at the broncos yeah good young receiving core jerry judy i've been very high on them very judy uh jerry judy uh Cortland sutton tim patrick good guys when i look at the raiders i see two to three elite slash superstar guys. I think Renfro can have a Cooper Cup-esque season if everything works out. You got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, elite receiving talent. The Broncos guys have yet to be proven. The Chargers guys, we know what Keenan Allen's about, but he's peaked. We know what Mike Williams is about, but, you know, that could have been a one-and-done season. Um, yeah, so I think when you look at the Raiders, do not think of them lightly in that division. They have the best receiving threats in that division and Derek Carr is no joke watch out for the Raiders next year next on the topic uh phew, this was released today and I'm not a fan of it the new NFL overtime rules for the playoffs a little too late possibly I think it might be a little too late now when you look at that Chiefs Bills divisional round thriller there's gonna be an asterisk next to that and and, and you know it kind of hurts the uh the Chiefs I don't know, they didn't make the Super Bowl at least, but it hurts the legacy of that game because that was one of the best, that may have been the best football game I've ever seen. Um, going to the Bills-Chiefs divisional round this last year, if you guys remember, um, these rules have put a, like a hurt on that game, I think, because, oh, um, when, you look, when you look at Wikipedia or something, when you look at sports websites and they talk about this game there's going to be an asterisk next to it and it says it's going to say before new 2022 nfl overtime rules and it just puts a hurt on it it should have been done a while ago it's a it's a little too late if you're gonna continue to you know make little tweaks to these overtime rules you either go all out or keep it simple that's my opinion on it just make it like college if you're gonna put little tweaks on it you either go i mean you keep you can keep it simple make it whoever score if score a touchdown first you win or you can go all out and say okay we're gonna complicate the hell out of this like college does and a lot of people like college rules i love the college overtime rules but they're gonna keep making little tweaks to this later and later and it should have been done a while ago so i mean it's in the playoffs it's i doubt you know it's not often that games go to ot in the playoffs but the chiefs and bengals did in the 
cha- uh, conference title game. Chiefs and Bills, the Chiefs ran into a lot of, uh, you know, overtime games, and now um, it's it's now there's an asterisk by it. Anywho, yeah, I, I, I just think it's a little too late for these new NFL overtime rules. It should have been done a while ago. If you're going to go all out, you better just make it like the college rules or keep it simple. You know, one possession, one possession, take it from the 35, and then, you know, it's I like it better that way. Um, now we're going to jump to the NBA. Here's something, uh, you know, I have never met a Utah Jazz fan in my life. I hope to, I hope I get to one day. I hope I, I would hope to see a Utah Jazz fan in my life. I've never met one. Uh, maybe I haven't met enough people. I don't have a lot of friends. Uh, but um, the Utah Jazz, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, gosh, man. Anyway. What I was saying was the Utah Jazz. Let's talk. Let's talk about them. They don't get enough press, I don't think. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about their downfall. And it, you know, this press isn't gonna be good if you're a Jazz fan. I'm sorry, but um, I hope they're different creatures one day when I meet them. But the Jazz, since 2018, they've seen, you know, 20. Let's talk about 2018. Donovan Mitchell, the 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 sophomore season superstar who is out for blood, taking out a prime Russell Westbrook. And Paul George, then he gets bounced. 2019, you take a look at their playoff run. They they drop a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets and get bounced. Last season, they were up 4-0, or not 4-0. Um, they were up 2-0 on the Clippers in the divisional round of the NBA playoffs. Kawhi gets injured still. They blow the lead. We got to think now. They have failed every postseason. The Utah Jazz have, and no, they're not the most marketable team. Could the NBA be rigged? No, I'm not going to break the fourth wall here and say that. But they have failed every single postseason, and the time will come for the breakup of Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. You got to think. Um, the Utah Jazz on paper are a very good team. They have very good coaching. They have very good offensive schemes. They have failed every postseason though, and while. People are in love with Donovan Mitchell, and Gobert's one of the best defensive studs. On paper, that is a key, two key components for a championship team. Um, you know, the time will come for a breakup, though. Utah Jazz fans, if you're out there, please tap into the comments and tell me what you think. Is it time for a rebuild? Is it time for letting go? Or do you add another superstar? Do you keep building around these guys? Or do the playoff chokes keep happening? What do you guys think? Utah Jazz fans, tap in. I... I beg. I'd like to meet one of you one day. Anyway, finale of the show. Let's talk about Devin Booker. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get some more female viewers, so I figured Devin Booker would be a good finale. Um, you know, saying something may have never, may have, you know, Devin Booker was never in the MVP talk until he said something on Twitter about it, or it was an interview, I'd say. But Devin Booker basically said, um, you know, he put his voice out there and said, I should be in, in the MVP talks. And before that, we were never seeing Devin Booker in the MVP talks. And while uh, you may think Devin Booker doesn't deserve MVP, let's talk about his stats. He's the one of the only guys ever to average 25, 5, and 5 on a team with 80% win percentage. Uh, nine out of 10 players who have done that in the, the past 25, 5, and players with that stat with the 80% win and 80 uh, win percentage. Sorry, I don't know why that's so hard to say. Nine out of those ten players have won MVP who have done that. Devin Booker is doing that this season. 
And I think he should get more press. Uh, <laughs> Booker's a hell of a player, and his team is amazing. While Chris Paul may be on that team, Devin Booker is doing all the scoring. I mean, I, I've said before time and time again, the Suns are, are the most team aspect built team in the league, and that's why they're so good. Uh, they're great defensively. They're great all around offensively. They're great in transition. Devin Booker deserves to be in the MVP talk, at least. He has the fourth best MVP odds now. Uh, that just changed after he said something. But we've kind of seen a more humble Booker in the past. He's kind of just done his scoring. Uh, most press he gets, he, he he talks a little bit, but doesn't say anything rambunctious. Uh, you know, I think the NBA was too used to guys like, I mean, Jokic, well-deserved in the first spot, Embiid, Antetokounmpo. But they've been so high on their superstars that, you know, they haven't seen Devin Booker's growth. And I think the fans may have seen it, but it just doesn't come into realization until, you know, someone says something, until someone gets an ego, until someone changes the game. Booker's not one of those guys who've changed the game per se, but he's a, he's one of the best scorers in the league, and his team is an 80% win category. It's ridiculous at this point. I think Devin Booker deserves a little bit more than fourth best MVP odds, but I, Jokic is definitely number one. But keep an eye on Devin Booker towards the end of the season here. He could make a little MVP run, per se. And I think it's well-deserved. I mean, if you're in that category where 9 out of 10 players who have averaged the stats with the same win percentage, you definitely deserve it. But who's to say? There's ridiculous guys in the league like Jokic who have aver who's averaged 19 triple-doubles. That's more than uh, a, um, two dozen NBA teams combined, I believe. So, I mean, when you have guys like that, it's hard to compete against. But I think Devin Booker deserves a little bit more. Um, yeah, tell me what you think down in the comments. That is the finale of the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the filler episode. Um, go follow me on Instagram at Drake's Corner Sports. Um, check out my extra videos if you haven't already. Um, yeah, this is episode 27. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a fun time. Sorry, one second. There we go. It's always a fun time. And yeah, I will see you guys next Wednesday or if I drop another surprise video before then. See you guys next time. Peace.